You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Andrew here from the Ohio Outdoors Podcast. Um, today, our episode's a little bit different. What we uh, Paul Paul got to experience a really cool activity last week, and we will dive deep into that. Um, but when he, I think he did that about last Thursday. So we wanted to record basically right after, just to make sure we got all the details. And you know, Paul and his excitement with turkeys, uh, we wanted to really take take hold of that. So. Um, this week's episode, the format's a little bit different. What I've got here, real quick, I'm going to go through some of the, the news stories from around the state um, within ODNR, and then we'll get into the actual episode itself. So just uh, taking a look around, we've got ODNR announcing some trail improvements through grant programs. Um, this will just help with trails around the state, keeping up the upkeep and, and creating new pro, new uh, recreational trails, Delaware County, Hocking, Athens County, Portage County, uh, lots of you know money being poured into that. So make sure you get out there and enjoy those. And we've got some information about how maple syrup makes it from trees to your breakfast table, which is a really crazy process. Um, if you've never looked at it, this is a fun event for the whole family or fun events for the whole family. But we've got. Um, the Maple Tapping Festival up there at Hocking Hills State Park. That's March 11th and 12th um, from 2 to 4. We've got Houston Woods. They've got their 57th annual Maple Syrup Festival, March 4th and 5th. So that's passed. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Let's see. Indian Lake State Park, 37th annual Maple Syrup Festival. That is March 18th. And then Malabar Farm State Park, uh, March 11th and 12th they will have um, their annual maple syrup festival. So maple syrup, that is a uh, kind of a renewable resource, basically like a blood draw from the trees and then boiling that down. Very cool, fun, something we only get to do certain times of the year. So if you get a chance, get out and, and take a look at that. Uh, we've got the annual uh, ODNR urging of caution during Ohio's spring wildfire season. So a lot of times in the spring, we don't think about it as a wildfire season because uh, we're getting a lot of rain or snow or both or whatever. But you have to remember, there's a lot of fuel out there from all the dead 
plants that have been out in uh, you know desiccating over the winter, as well as a lot of wind. It, it's a uh, you know and that between the the fuel and the oxygen that'll really get you a, a fire going quickly. So make sure you're being smart out there. Uh, I just tore a fence down that I really need to burn, um, but I also don't want to be the culprit who starts the fire, right? So, um, let's see here. Rainbow trout released uh, in a lake near you in 2023. So they came out with some information here about, about some restocking going on, different areas around the state, central Ohio, northwest, northeast, southeast, southwest, all over. Um, if you want to get on the website for uh, on ODNR's website, you can find out more information about that, where these these rainbow trout have been released near you. And then I think Paul and I touched on it a little bit, but the uh, make sure you enter the turkey lotteries that are out there. I think it's about three bucks per lottery that you enter. Paul and I both won those last year, and it was a lot of fun. It gives you access to some property that you might not normally have and uh, get you set up on a bird, hopefully. Um, but anyways, I will now we'll go into the rest of the episode and have a great week. Anywho, on to today's talk. So, Paul, did you did you did you, well? First off, did you apply for your hunts? I did. Did you apply for your all hunts? of them? No, I haven't done it yet. I did. The only Good. ones I I didn't hunt. So March first, uh, the state opened up the uh, turkey hunts, the the lottery ones. You got to buy your. I bought my license, bought my turkey tag, and then I applied for all these hunts. The ones I didn't do are the mentor ones, and I guess I need to look into that a little bit more and figure out like exactly what a mentored hunt is. And it's because I'm an idiot and I didn't have a mentor growing up on that end. But like, does that mean I take my son? Does that mean you take me, Paul, and you're mentoring me? That's a good. That's a good question. I really, I yeah, I don't know because I've never. I mean, honestly, I've never applied for them either. Yeah. Um, but the. Uh, I don't know all the all the other hunts. Obviously, I, I, I love those. I need to do it. I got to get my license. I got to get my hunts applied for because it's just the and they shut it off the end of March. Man, what March thirtieth or whatever is the last day? Thirtieth or thirty first, something like that. And then, yeah, and then they award it. I mean, it's just I saw April first. It, it said April first to fifth. It said you'll be notified okay. if you won. But last year, like we were talking, it was <laughs> you and I got both got notified at April first. I like Paul. Is this an April Fool's joke? Yeah. We had joked that we never got pulled for anything in the past, and uh, there it was. So, and then boom, yeah, good stuff. So, uh, Andrew, why we're here? Thanks to our guys at Time to Go Wild dot com. Go wild and download it. Apple, Android, awesome. We've had I so we'll follow up this story, but I want to. There's there's a picture floating around of me in a wild turkey on Brad Luttrell's uh, Go Wild account right now. Probably one of my favorite pictures of all time. Hilarious. Absolutely. And so in our group text with those guys, we just rolled right past it. And like five hours later, Brad's like, hey, uh, you guys missed something really funny. Go back. And it it was great. So check that out. Get on Go Wild. If you're not there, download it and get on it on the internet. Time to go wild.com. Find O2 Podcast. Find Paul Campbell. We're on there. Uh, good stuff. They got a ton of stuff available uh, 
you need decoys, boom, they got them. So did Optics. you see the post I put on there the other day of the bug that you wanted to uh, blame, yes. you know, we we're going to burn down my house and say it was a grease yes. fire and all that? Insane. So if you're on there, I posted it because I wasn't sure what it was at the time. I sent a couple of my entomology buddies and found out what a pseudoscorpion is. And if you don't know what a pseudoscorpion is, I suggest that you Google it so that when your wife sends you a picture of some interesting bug in the sink and why is it there and what is it, you have an idea. Because what it seriously looked like was a tick on steroids. It was this tick that had looking thing that had a massive arms, like claw thing. Like legit claws. Yeah. And so little bit of research and stuff it's called a pseudoscorpion they're harmless to us they are uh actually probably way more common than you really realize if you've never seen one uh they are startling looking they're very small literally the size of a tick but um i talked to dr shetler okay so he's an entomologist emeritus i guess at ohio state the the bug doc the bug doc and uh he was telling me that you know whatever they're very common and this and that but they actually, in their pinchers, have some serious venom or poison. I don't know the official term he used. But uh, so any an- any insect that they come across, spider mites and springtails and stuff like that, man, if they get a hold of those things, they're done. So that's crazy. Way too small for us, but they are one of the most lethal uh, bugs out there, I guess. Uh, oh my gosh. That thing's ter- it's, that's that's nightmare fuel. Uh, <laughs> I, wild. So. I sent Paul the picture and he says, uh, "I'll be over soon. We'll make it look like a grease fire and it'll all go away." <laughs> Dude, there was there was a video rolling around on Twitter a couple years ago, and 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 the saying or the the tweet was, "If you see this happen, start shooting." And, you know, we'll work it out. And it was like this giant, like camel spider or something like that climbed up the side of this white SUV and went in between the cracks of the, of the lift gate. That's insane. That I'm, 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 I'm jumping out of my moving vehicle. If that thing popped up. So, so since we're on this, we're on this topic and we'll get to, yeah. we'll get to everything. Cats out of the bag. So when I was a kid, we, uh, we went to Hawaii as a family and, uh, my aunt and uncle had a car, a rental car. And they were out the like the first night we were there driving to dinner or something. And this big spider came crawling out of the out of, you know, it was in the window. Right. And they're all freaking out and everybody's huddled on one side of the road. They get there and uh, I, I don't it was before cell phone cameras and stuff. But whatever the deal was, they called the rental company and they said, hey, there's a, like a huge spider in this car. And we we need we need a replacement. Like I'm not driving that they get they eventually got it back to the hotel. Rental cars. Okay, no big deal. We'll come get it and we'll replace it for you. They wouldn't get in the car. They towed the car back because. Oh my gosh! How big was this spider? I guess it was. I mean, I this is I was whatever like eighth yeah. grade, but the uh, big spider. They figured out it was I think they called it king spider or something. It was not one to mess around with, and uh, the funniest part was like that car back in our lot of our hotel like two days later. So they had rented it back out to somebody else. Oh, so. my God. Fingers that crying. spider crawls out with a gun. Like, this is my car. <laughs> Pull over right now. <laughs> like, whatever you say, man. You're the boss. That's uh, crazy. So MidwestGunWorks.com. Use the code OhioOutdoors5. You can save yourself 5%. Um, dude, they got everything. 
for the gun tinkerer. They've got their YouTube videos are are spot on. If you need help getting, you know, figuring out what kind of rifle you need, what kind of shotgun you need. If you need help with, with part selection, they got their parts finder. They got all the exploded views. They've got their custom gun shop. So if ammo. you need gunsmithing work, ammo, optics, it is the one-stop shop for the gun enthusiast, for the hunter uh, in this country, MidwestGunWorks.com. You can find them on Instagram, MidwestGunWorks. Check out their YouTube. I'm telling you, it is a resource. And Cameron Tinker is also on Go Wild now. That guy's got a ton of talent. You're going to love everything that uh, that he's got going on. So MidwestGunWorks.com. If you buy anything on their website, Ohio Outdoors 5, save yourself 5%. Super, super helpful, and we will get you some content. I'm still piecing together all my stuff for the hog hunt and then uh, i'm gonna have paul come over and, and we'll we'll do some videos and stuff put that out there um thank you to our guys over at half rack so it's half dash rack.com uh can't say enough good stuff about these people uh, paul i'm pulling the i'm pulling the item this week and i'm going with the half rack logo tumbler so we picked look, these, look we, what i'm using you didn't even know i was using it or I, did you see me drinking out of it no i didn't uh love that yeah. thing right it's just a convenient little tumbler to take your coffee and your drinks around scotch easy easy peasy man but it's one of those things that you can use all year long and uh yes love it so are they doing pre-orders for the meat lug i keep seeing ads on go wild for that that thing's bad to the bone dude. yeah we got we you need to find out that. we need to find no, out we need to get a couple of those we need to get a couple of those packed with all kinds of stuff and raffle them off yeah, but that's it man. the uh what else do we have oh first light first light Firstlight.com came out with their new Terra stuff. Pretty, pretty neat pattern. I know you're not liking the brown. I'm going to buy a pair of those pants. Um, I like the, they they got the knee pads in them. I got crappy knees. I'm crawling around turkey hunting. My knees hurt, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get with those guys uh, and get me a pair of those pants headed this way for turkey season. So yeah, and um, fingers crossed. We've got a, we got another one coming. Right, we got another partner of the show that's coming soon. So we'll get you more information with that. But come back and, some, and hear back to to us. Yeah, this is this is some fun stuff. So you're gonna like that. So anyway, thanks to the supporters of our show. Thanks for listening to those ads. So what do we got now? What do you want to talk about? I know what I want to talk I about. I know I want to hear all about your day. So just to set the tone yesterday, I didn't know what I thought you were going somewhere for work. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm I going was. I'm going south. And then you yeah, were off so- the grid for a while. Yeah, so I was I I had an event in Buffalo, New York, uh, that I was supposed to attend Thursday night. So Wednesday night, Mark Wiley, Ohio State game bird biologist, upland game bird biologist, calls me and says, "Hey, it's go time." So I had to I had to cancel my event at New York and, and the go time. So uh, last summer, the state chapter of the National Wild Turkey Federation funded a research project to the tune of fifty thousand dollars in the state of Ohio. This is a multi state agency project so indiana or excuse me michigan ohio pennsylvania new york there's some work going on in kentucky this is a nesting and brood habitat study you've heard me talk about this um this is a three-year study so basically what it is 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 the state is going out with with the university ohio state university uh dylan is the the research graduate that's working on this project dr gates uh robert gates is is kind of the 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 lead researcher on the project mark wiley's a, a researcher on the project so they're, we're, we're netting turkeys with a rocket net and we're putting they're, they're, they're putting collars, GPS tracking collars on the hens and they're studying the data points to see mortality, 
nesting, how long they're sitting on the nests here in Ohio, when they start nesting. Um, once the nesting is over, the researchers go back out and they inspect the nest sites to look. They can tell um, they can tell survival based off of uh, you know like how the eggs, like how how they hatch. There's a way if a raccoon gets in there, you know, the, the shells are a certain way. If a snake gets in there, the shells are a certain way. So there's all these data points that they can collect from uh, these nest sites. And so, and then they see what type of habitat the turkeys are, are, are nesting in, uh, in, in, in these areas uh, of, of the state. And it's all over the state. And so it's, it's, it's really neat in the, in the regard that like, we've got a turkey population issue and, and it's, it's based on, Polt survival. And so polt survival is, I mean, and, and, ne- and nest success, nest success and polt survival. Those are the two things that they're looking for. And so they're, you know, they're, they, the, the, the researchers, the university, the DNR, they're able to go in and see those nest successes. So I've got some, some NWTF folks that are going to certain spots. And so, so my chance to go on this trapping expedition, uh, if you will, was yesterday. So it happened quick. They called said, Hey, do you want to go? Yeah. I mean, Yeah. So, man, I was able to go and experience my first turkey trapping event uh, on some public land here in Ohio. So, ah, freaking awesome, man. All right. So, let's start from the be- the beginning. Now, How do they know when it's go time? Like, uh, w- good good weather. Uh, they've got cell phone, or not cell phone, they've got cameras on these bait sites. So, there's corn on these bait sites, and it's a mix of public and, and, and private that borders public land and and so, so the, the different habitat types, that's the whole point. That's why it's all over the state because Ohio, you know, our trend is very, very different. So when they've got every couple of days, they'll go out, they'll refresh the bait site and they'll pull cameras, pull the cards and they'll check. And so when it's go time is when, when the turkeys have found the bait and they've visited the bait a couple of times and, and they start to see a pattern. So there was a pattern on this particular bait site. The turkeys had been there, you know, a couple of days between just you know, seven thirty and, and nine thirty, whatever the time was. I don't really remember. And so once they've visited that enough, they, there's a good chance that they're going to come back. And so they've they've got. Um, so one of the the conservation workers for the DNR went out, checked the cameras. Turkeys had been there a couple of days in a row. That's what triggered the weather was good. Let's get after it. Uh, and and so. So you have your idea that they're going to be down there. And yeah. then, I mean, you just drive. And you were down in southeast Ohio, but you just drive down to this vicinity. You guys all meet up and then slowly creep out in the woods. I mean, is it essentially like hunting or? No, no, not not at all. And and I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. It was my first time out there. So I get to I get to our bait site. And um, there is nine of us on this on this expedition so there were seven of us at, at the staging area and so we're we're about a mile and a half from the bait site so mark and mark wiley and one of the other conservation workers they get out there early earlier early in the morning i mean i think it was four thirty, five o'clock that they got out to the, to the bait site to avoid um spooking birds off the roost because they don't know where they roost they just know that they're that they're in the area and they're hitting the bait site pretty early like right off the roof. Some of the first things they're doing every morning. So they get out there really early. So I get there. I help uh, Nathan, one of the, uh, one of the DNR employees. I help him load up. We load up the boxes. And, and so they've got UTVs with trailers 
or excuse me, UTVs fully loaded with, with beds. They've got uh, a couple of four wheelers. And so we drive, it was really neat. I got to access parts of the, uh, cause I've hunted this property pretty extensively. I get to access um, parts that I've never been to because I mean, we're, miles back into the woods on these trails that are normally closed you can just there's just no vehicle access so we so we drive out there and like i said there's there's seven of us at the staging area and we're just we're just hanging out we're just talking we're talking about turkeys we're talking about research talking about uh you know just just getting to know each other and boom that that rocket net goes off it's about 7 30 that sucker was loud i mean we're i mean hills southern ohio mile and a half away i mean i mean it's literally a bomb i mean there's like and on these we'll get into the the mechanics of this net but i mean it's like freaking pipe bombs go off and it was freaking loud and so there was only so there's seven of us there's only spots for six people on the on the transporters you know on the on the on the the utvs and the four-wheelers and so when those nets go off, those turkeys, I mean, they're freaking out, right? I mean, I didn't get to see it, but they're trying to get out and they're hurting themselves. So it's it, the researchers and the the workers, they've got to get there very quickly to get the turkeys from underneath the net, get them in the boxes. Did you have any like so, indication like, hey, this is about to happen? No, no. The indication was um, because there's the, the cell phone service was so sporadic. You know, so Mark had Mark had texted everyone in the line like "Let's go, 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 go." Um, they have they have a radio, and I think they ended up they were Bark was on you know channel five, and we were on channel six, and so they you know they couldn't they couldn't get the radio to work. So he was texting all of us like you know it's time to go because he he wasn't sure uh, if if we could hear. I mean it was it was plain as day, man. Uh, when that sucker went off. So, so all the researchers and, and the biologists and the conservation worker, the state employees, when that sucker went off and they've all been there through this, through this drill before, dude, they were like diving over the, over the trailers, you know, to get their helmets and jumping in. And it was just like, it was just mass chaos because they want to get there as fast as they can, because these sure they, they can hurt themselves at some point. And so we, and, and, and the whole plan was I'm, I'm going to start walking the mile and a half in the woods. You know, they've got muddy trails, so I'll be able to see where they're going. So they take off. I start walking through the woods. Um, and I got, I got about a mile in and it, I mean, it was, if you've been to, you've been to Southern Ohio, like it slipped. So I'm following this trail and it is just freaking icy because it's so, it's so slick from, from all of the, the vehicle traffic that, I mean, it took me a little longer than normal, um, and I, you know, some spots I just walk, I just go into the woods. It's easier to, to walk on leaves than it is mud. But so they finally, they pick me up about a mile into my walk, get me back to the bait site. And I'm not going to lie when that gun went or when that, that freaking cannon went off, dude, my heart was pounding. I mean, it was game time. I'm walking. I mean, there was one point I was literally like running because I wanted, I wanted to get there so bad. And, um, so, so, so we get there and as I'm driving up and it, there's just this little dude, the tiniest little clearing in this, in, in, in this little field. Right. I mean, it's maybe an acre and then the rest of it's surrounded by woods. And so I, I, you can't even see it, you know, from, from the map, like it just, it just looks like vegetation. They chopped it down. You know, they, they, they brush cut to, you, to make it, are you on, to the net. are you on private or public at this point? This is public property. Yep. Public property on this, this site. Um, so we get, I can see the boxes. That was my first visual. I can see the boxes and they're these boxes. They're, they're probably three and a half feet tall, tall. 
and big enough to stick a wild turkey in. Okay, so you can imagine how big this box is. And these suckers are moving back and forth. They're falling over. And these birds are pissed off. They're scared. Um, and these guys, it is like full motion because they want to get the data that they need. And we'll talk about that. And they want to get them back. They want to release them as quick as they can. They don't want to stress these birds out any more than they have to. So we get there. And, man, my heart is pounding. They're getting all their stuff set up. And I can barely think, dude, at this point. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I see, I see one of the hens stick, like, half of her head out and my head just explodes. I'm like, so that was kind of the the, the first experience uh, was, was the boxes. So at that point, at that point, your comrades had gotten the birds and in into the boxes. They weren't in the net anymore. Yeah. They had gotten them out of the box, out of the net, into the boxes. All the turkeys are boxed up. And so I get there and there's just this mat. This net is huge. I mean, it's just a massive net. Or feathers everywhere. So because that net hits them and they're rolling around. The net is one net took took up a bunch of turkeys. It wasn't like individual yes. one shot no, one bird. One giant net, dude. This thing's huge. Dude, it's probably and and I and I'm just gonna say I don't know, fifty feet, just like almost like a giant circle, maybe even bigger than that. It's it's a substantial net. What does the gun look like that shoots that thing? So it's it's like a platform. And just imagine four channels coming off of this. It's just a box with four metal channels on top. And then underneath those channels, it, there's a, like a, like a, just a, a cabinet that you can stick the, the net lives in there. And so there's, there's these four pipe bombs. I, I, I swear to God, that's, that's what they look like. They've got their, their metal lead. I'm not sure what they are. And they're probably, I took a picture. I'm opening them up on the Instagram. They're probably a foot long by, two and a half, three inches in diameter. And on the backside of that, there are these giant hooks. And then on the backside of it, there's holes drilled in the caps, the metal caps. And so the holes face backwards. And this is, I mean, it's, it's like freaking dynamite is what the only way. And so they've got a remote control that operates those, those, uh, those weights on the front. So we'll just call them the, 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 the rockets, we'll call them the rockets. And so they hit that. And then those rockets, they just, I mean, it just explodes. And then just the nature of it, they, they slide out of these channels and they go forward. And there's, um, there's like a cover on the front of this net. So those rockets, they're, they're attached to the net. They're just, I mean, they're just, they're literally just hooked onto this net with, um, like carabiners and it goes flying. And then, so the net starts to open up. And then on the backside of this net are these three massive lead weights and they're, you know, maybe an inch, inch and a half in diameter. And I, I don't know how much they weigh. I mean, it's heavy enough that it slows that down. So the net goes out and unfurls and they launch it. There's the bait piles like right in front of this thing. So they launch it when a majority of the flock is in the middle of the bait pile. So it takes a lot. It took, it, it takes a lot of patience and discipline to get the turkeys there. And so Mark had said that at one point the turkeys had come in, a couple of them were feeding. They're waiting for the other you know 20 or so that were there to get there. And then they all started to walk away. And he's just like, oh my God. Yeah, he's just gonna have to wait it out. So, but fortunately, they all kind of regrouped and, and, and came back. But so that net goes out, the rockets go out, the weights on the back of the net slow the net down so that it's anchored, and then the rockets hit. I mean, this thing, dude, it, it it's it, it's much longer than fifty. So it's like fifty feet wide, but it's a couple hundred feet long. And that sucker, those weights just hit down, and it's far enough that the turkeys miss it. A couple of them got away. Um, and then they're just in there. And I, like I said, I didn't see that part. I've seen the video. So if you get on, you know, team Wingbone, 
those guys uh they they recorded a, a rocket net trapping just recently so get on youtube check out team wingbone those guys have a really neat uh, video about that but so yeah by the time i got there turkeys are boxed up they're getting everything set up they're getting all the safety you know ppe um how many turkeys stuff for us how many now. turkeys did they catch in the net so they caught they caught eight hens and one jake Okay. And a, a couple other got away. There was a couple male birds. They said one of the male birds was like in full strut, and and and, but this is a hen study, so they don't care about the toms at this point. Okay. Um. So there were eight eight turkeys, eight hens, um, and then the one Jake. So, and and I'm 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 gonna try to remember all of the 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 data points. Did you name uh, Did you name them? No. Oh, no. Okay. So That's they, what so my the kids, first thing they do. My kids would have done this. Oh, hundred percent. Actually, they did. We, they did name one, and and you have to let me think about the name because she was real cranky, man. I mean, she was. I had to put a sock on her. It's like a literal sock with a hole cut in it to calm her down because she was like, she was freaking out. She was pecking. I mean, she was she was fired up, man. And so they're they're taking uh, like wing length, and they're 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 taking uh, weight. They're taking. Um, there, there, there are a couple other data points that I can't remember. We'll have to have Mark uh, Wiley come on and, and talk about it. And so one, one of the funny moments, and you know, with with my job, I, you know, when I talk to people about wild turkey research, or wild turkey biology, or habitat restoration, I always start the conversation out. And you've heard me say this: I'm not a biologist. I just listen to the biologists. I listen to the people that that, that understand the science behind wild turkeys, and I essentially. I take it and I regurgitate what they say so that idiots like me can understand what these guys that are suit. And I ask a ton of questions. I drive people nuts, uh, but I want to gather that information, you know, the science, and I want to, I want to package it up so that, so that non sciencey people can understand what they're, what they're trying to say. And so there, there are a couple of folks there, Elliot and Emma and Dylan, really smart, uh, great researchers. They were talking about a prolapse coagula. All right. And I, I'm, I'm mispronouncing it on a turkey. And they were talking to me about this. And so I interrupt. I'm like, guys, um, I'm not a biologist. Is a coagula like a butthole? And everyone starts laughing. Mark Wiley, like just hunk, just, I mean, he's just like, Oh my God. (laughs) He's like, Paul, it's kind of like a butthole, but it's a little more important. It does everything. And I I didn't know that. I mean, if you want to Google coagula on a wild turkey, feel free. We're not going to dive in. But is it kind of like a butthole? (laughs) It was like, it was just because there was a little tension. Everyone's like really worked up, man. They're moving quick. And it that was just, NWTF it was, guy, boy, he's a he was yeah. a doozy. Yeah. So it was it was it was that was the the funny moment. So they're taking their data points, um, and so the hens they get some bands, they get um, they get a GPS tracker, and so the the tracker they'll use, you know, obviously to to track. Like we talked about earlier, you know, the, the locations and everything. How long will those trackers and stuff be on there? I mean, is that something um, if somebody's fall fall turkey hunting, they pop a hen and um, so the hens have to be bearded. I, there were no bearded hens yesterday, uh, so they they say that the the transmitters in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania has been doing this for a while. Uh, they say that they get about two years out of the transmitters before the voltage drops on the transmitters enough that they can't get strong signal. So. Um, I don't know. So I, I think, I think, yeah, about two years is, and, and they said they've had some, some, some transmitters in Pennsylvania that have gone longer than that. Um, but in a, but yeah, in a so. and this is ignorance. The, 
in Ohio, you in the fall, if you're hunting, you can shoot a hen, can't you? It doesn't have to it, be bearded. Yes, yeah. So that's what I say. Yeah, in in the fall, you can shoot. You can absolutely shoot a hen. So it'll still uh, it'll still have all that stuff on it, though, right? Yeah. So yeah, it like, has all that gear, man. So they 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 release the turkeys. There's been some research that releasing turkeys in pair in, in groups of three or more benefits the survival. Uh, there's a higher survival rate because they 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 group up, they calm down quicker because they're with their their flock mates, and so every time we would get three boxes, we would release them. So they're like, hey, it's like in out. college when you get arrested, and then you you know you feel better when you go out with your buddies than if you're just put out by yourself. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You just feel you feel better. You feel more secure. So so they're like, hey, Paul, go out there, put your phone you know thirty or forty yards out, and uh, we'll release the turkeys. And you get, I wanted to get like a really cool, like flying over. So Elliot, one of the, one of the researchers, he had, he has phone out there on, on the release the other day and all the turkeys flew like right over his phone. You hear So I did it. Not one of them flew over the phone. They all started running at it and then split right around it. So you can't see any of them, but what you can hear is their leg bands jangling as they run by your click, 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 as they run by. So that was, that was kind of neat. Um, it, so, so they're, they're, they're collecting all the data points. One of the crazy things, um, they, they determine, so they're, they're assessing the health, the overall health of the hens, because they don't want to put a GPS tracker on a hen that might not make it the two years because of health or, or, or whatever. So they pull one of the, one of the hens out of the boxes and it's an ordeal, man. I mean, it is really, I mean, cause you, you, they're fighting mad and those those damn birds are stronger than what any of us give them. I, I didn't realize how strong a wild turkey was uh, until later in the day. So it's a it's a like a three person job to get that. You know, so they open these boxes up, and one person gets in there, you know, slides their hand in and puts their their hand on the base of the turkey neck and kind of holds them down, and, and then they open it and they slide another hand in there, and then and then you pull them up and 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 you support them. Uh, you take one arm, you cover cover their wings and then you grab their feet. Um, you got gloves on and stuff. You do. We have gloves. So they use leather gloves for the gobblers because of the spurs. Um, so, so you grab their feet and you don't want to put like side pressure on their feet. So you want their feet together. Uh, and then you kind of take your other arm, like wrap it either over the head or under their head. And so this guy pulls this, this turkey out. Dude, there's like a 30 inch freaking tapeworm hanging out of the, uh, coaclea slash butthole of this of this hen turkey and so they just yanked this thing out and dude i got i got a stomach man i'm just like, <laughs> like oh my god did you just do that and then he just like wraps it around his finger and flicks it and i'm like i'm gonna pass out like uh, right? i I'm, i didn't want anyone to know that i was being a total baby about it so i just like walk over i'm just like <laughs> i'm gonna throw up i'm gonna throw up on one of these turkeys oh my god and so i like calm myself down and so uh, I won't, I won't say who, but one of the, one of the workers had old tapeworm here and, uh, she gets all, she gets all worked up and we got her banded. I got to band her, which was pretty neat. That was first trick. I got to band. I got to band the tapeworm. Um, and he drops her. She starts flopping and kicking and beating him with his wing and, and she flies off. And so it wasn't a huge loss because they got the measurements that they needed for like the overall health. But they didn't get the co- they they weren't even going to put a, a tracker on her because you, you got tapeworms like that you you got some issues girl 
Um, so is that bird, was, bird's not healthy then? I mean, it's some, no, some animals can, can live with different worms, I guess, right? But Yeah, yeah, that I'm not sure. I'm not a biologist. I call it a coagula butthole, so I'm not sure um, what the what the health of that turkey, like overall. But I mean, it was a substantial, substantial tapeworm. Hmm. So I think at that point, like, it, um, you know, I, I think that they had determined, like, we're not, we're not, we're not going to put a put the collar on here. So it wasn't a huge loss that, uh, that she got away. Um, it was funny, man. Like, so when we released the turkeys, Dylan, the, the, the researcher from Ohio state took his little, his little tracker, little GPS tracker, and they were still really close. Like they ran off, but they were still like close in the vicinity moving around. So it was, it was pretty neat how to see, you know, when you spook turkeys, I mean, cause that's as traumatic of, a, of an experience as a turkey can have. <laughs> what we right, did to right, them yesterday right, right. uh and, and they were still relatively close it's it's they, they don't have like you know how many yards they just have like the strength of the signal that's coming in and it was still a pretty good one but so it was neat man um i got to band a couple of turkeys and which is pretty they're just like giant duck bands but you know there's giant pieces of metal they go on the legs and and that was really cool so um, i got to put the sock on one that was real neat in the in the future i mean i ide- yeah. they're ideally then we'll track them when will they go back in to try to take the next set of measurements? Uh, so they, so are you, you mean like, uh, like is it something, points? yeah, will they go back in in six months? Is it next year? I mean, Dylan is going back next week Oh, to, to see, to see where that, so, so they're, they're going pretty quick. The, 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 the GPS signal, uh, it sends a, it sends a GPS location every five minutes. And it sends an acceleration data point, which I did. I, I want to get clear. I mean, I, I don't know what it means. Uh, every I think every two minutes, and so it's constantly sending data. And they've got uh, they Ohio State Robert and Dylan, Doctor Gates and, and, and Dylan. They've got um, they've got a program that, that that maps those those turkeys. And so it was really neat. He was able to show me um, where uh, like some of the turkeys they they they. they tracked or they, they put collars on three turkeys a couple of weeks ago. So where they were and it was neat. So they released them and then they had data points of when they flocked back up. And it was really, it was really cool seeing, seeing that. And he said, you could hear them out there kikiing and squawking. Um, so it's neat to see how the, uh, how the birds, birds react from that, that kind of stress. So, so, but like, will they go back and try to get data points from those next week and rocket launch them again next week? Or is it, no, they won't, they will not rocket launch them. That site will, 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 you know, I think they're going to let the sites calm down. They've got some other sites across the state that they're working so that they have a good, um, a good number. So the data points are comparing to other birds in the state. It's not necessarily like you're not tracking that this one was, you know, a 30 inch wing this, this year, next year it's got a 32 inch wing and so on. They won't try, they won't trap those hens again. Okay. They, I mean, they might, they might do it. They, they, they had one. The, that was on the trail camera yesterday from the pictures that had the, the, the backpack uh, and, and, and the, and the bands on it. Um, so, I mean, they, they, I don't, they're not going to go out and on purpose track it. They'll go out. Like, like if she dies and they can see when they die. Oh, you're there. Andrew. Yep. You got me. Yep. All right, there we go. 
So yeah, they'll, they're just they're just collecting the data, and then and then once they nest, then they'll go back in after after the incubation period and and, and look at the eggs, uh, where you know how many eggs she had, how many eggs they think survived, the habitat that they were at. Um, I think they just wanted a baseline for how old those hens were. How old and, were they? And their health level to see. Um, they, so it's funny they, they're either it's just mature or immature. That's how that's how they, they they take the data, and it's there's there's primary primary wing feathers. I'm gonna hold this little plaque up. So and this is just for you playing radio. So just imagine turkey feathers. So you see these bottom bars here. Yep. So on a hen that's immature, there's no white on those. It's all brown from those those three down. And so a, a mature tom or a mature hen and a mature tom will have the barring on the on those feathers. So the one you're so showing, that was, the one you're showing me is mature. Yes, yeah, because it's got the it's got the it's got the three the three lines there. Okay. So, um, so they were just looking for mature, immature, um, the wing length, the weight, just to see like the overall health, and 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 so the weight like varied, but it was all within you know, a, a pound of each other. So I think of the, and I'm trying to remember how many, I think we had one immature hen, maybe more. I don't, I don't recall uh, from that, from that flock. And so I don't know if that's troubling in the sense that there was only one immature bird. You know, it could be different. That's a question that that, that I should have asked yesterday and think of it until just now. But I mean, ideally you'd like 50, 50, right? Yeah. You think, you know? or, You'd so, actually, I think you'd, if you're trying to get the population to grow, you'd want more immature, right? So it's like the mom had three. Yeah. Holes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 60, 40 or whatever. That's a yeah. great, that's, yeah. That's, but, a, that's a great point. So we'll get Mark on but, and, and we'll get nitty gritty with those. Yeah. Questions. So the, the, the fun stuff for me and I, you know, they, they offered to let me hold the hands and I wanted no part of that because I didn't want to let one go. I wanted, you know, I'm there to observe. I'm, I'm there to assist. Um, so the, so the Jake, they, no one cares about the Jake. Like they're going to take the, the, they take body measurements just to see overall health. He doesn't get a, he doesn't get a tracker. Um, and then they just set him free. Did they ban him? And they did. Yeah. I got to ban him. It was pretty cool. So it's like in, in the picture we'll put up on the Instagram, you can see there's like a big green band, aluminum band on his, uh, so that was really neat. Um, and then I got to hold him. And I, I asked Mark because Mark was holding him uh, that that one because Mark, man, he he, it's what a good guy. I mean, he was just he wanted he wanted the younger generation. You know, some of these guys it was their first research project. You know, and, and it's not necessarily they, they've been they've been working on this since early in February. But you know, he wanted the, the the younger generation to get a lot of experience. And so at one point he was like, "You guys hop in. I'll just take you, you yell out the data, and, and he's writing it." So he got to. Um, he got to pick up the Jake, which was really neat. And then him and I did a transfer and, and he told me how to hold him and, uh, you know, where to grab him and everything. And dude, I, I was like a kid in Christmas, man. I was so excited, uh, to hold him, you know, my, if you listen to the show, like, you know, how I feel about the wild Turkey and, and, and wild Turkey hunters. Dude, I was ready to run through a freaking brick wall yesterday, dude. I was so freaking jacked up, man. I was so excited that, you know, I worked for the organization that was, that helped fund this project and, you know, to, to be a representative of all the members and people that it was just awesome, man. It was, it was a really cool experience for me. Um, like leaned over, just jokingly. I was like, I love you. I love 
you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, this butthole guy, he's uh, he's whispering <laughs> sweet yeah. nothings to this bird. Yeah, so it was it was so it was so cool, man. And then and then I got to I got to lean it, you know, I got to I got to let him go, and 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 he takes off. He didn't fly; he ran. All of the hens would run and just take off and fly. And so we kind of let them off in the in, in the same area they were they were running out. They had some some space, and they were wet because it rained like crazy. So they don't fly as well when they're wet. So they're like little B fifty twos, man. They got to <laughs> they take off real slow, and then they drop. They take off, and but he he just was like pop 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 putting and just took off and uh, gave him a little wave. So that was it, man. That was my research project. I was freaking amped up, man. All right, so amped up. And we'll get Mark. Like I said, we'll get Mark on. We'll talk more about the state of the turkey in Ohio. Yeah. But from your what you gathered yesterday, what yeah. what did Mark say? How does how does he feel about the population, the health of the birds they were looking at, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So here here's 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 what I can tell you about the the turkey populations in Ohio. And once again, not a biologist. This is just from from people like Mark. So, so poll survival was 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 good. Mark was happy with the the nest success in the poll survival last year. So, when we talk about um, turkeys on the landscape, there's there's going to be more of them just because we had the reduction in bag limits last year. We took eleven thousand turkeys last year. We had a good hatch the last two years in a row. So we've got a lot of th- things to be optimistic about as turkey hunters in the state of Ohio. There's a lot of people that are dialed in on, on what we need to do and bag limits and, uh, and habitat work, burning timber work, not just on public land, but, but private property, because people have seen that, you know, people, hunters, private land hunters, private land hunters, excuse me, in this, in this state and in, in the country, they've felt the decline of turkeys too. So more people are interested in managing for wild turkeys. So if private landowners are doing it, the state's doing it, I think there's a lot of things to be happy about. So there, there are more turkeys in the landscape just because of the nesting uh, successes last year. Poult survivals w- were high uh, and, and the bag limit reduction. I, I saw a lot of jakes in the landscape last year, so that's a good thing. Um, I think in two or three years, I think that you know we're never going to be back to what it was in 1998. So if you listen Why? to this, and you're, Why? So so this is this is great, a great conversation I had. So there's what's the, the, and 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 I'm regurgitating what someone told me. This is so there's carrying capacity, right? So the NWTF, the state agencies, uh, all of these people, they worked really hard to get turkeys established and get populations really really high. And so we see that big. Um, just kind of imagine like that bell curve, right? So, so the carrying capacity is super high. There's a ton of turkeys, probably too many turkeys. And then, so what they've seen over reestablishment efforts from turkeys and different species that you'll get a big boom in population. And then you'll see it kind of level out um, to where uh, it's, it's kind of, it's more of an appropriate population on the landscape. All right. Now I don't know what that number is, right? Um, in terms of like actual number of how many turkeys, you know, our, our population can, can sustain. And like we talked about with Mark Wiley last year, Hey, I'd love to see turkeys out in Auglaise County. Well, there's nowhere to, for them to live. There's no habitat. So, we're, you know, that population can't support a big turkey population. So I think that, that you're never going to see those numbers just because one more people were hunting Two, We've got a lot of habitat issues and maybe, maybe we do, maybe we see, um, you know, high turkey numbers, but from what I've been told, just the, the, the population boom after like a, uh, an intense restocking efforts 
you, you start to see some some leveling off of those populations with the carrying capacity. So who knows? Maybe we will if we get like four or five, six good good springs and good hatches, uh, you know, with good weather, and we've got one turkey bag limits. Dude, 2025, 2026, who knows, man, there could be freaking turkeys gobbling everywhere. So Yeah, it's um it's an interesting topic. I really I want to talk to Mark about this because you you look and you know, you you and I are in central Ohio and the development going on and the warehouses going up and every time you turn around there's another patch of woods going down or fence rows yeah. being taken out. So I totally get the habitat side of things. But like, I, there's always this graph I remember from grade school of like uh, an ecosystem, you know. And I think the example is say a fox and a mouse. And like, when the mo- mouse population is low, you know, the fox population is probably high because they've been eating the mouse. But then, yeah. when there's not enough mice to eat, the fox population goes down. But then the mice start to go back up, and it's just like these 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 bell curves that kind of like go back and forth, uh, depending on that. So. I guess is the goal to have that plateau and, you know, say it's a uh, hundred thousand birds in Ohio, or is it something that, you know, mother nature itself is just going to dictate this up and down and, and that kind of thing. I'm going to, I'm going to answer the question from what I think guys like Mark Wiley would say and, and Michael Chamberlain and Ryan Boyer, uh, that the populations that, that agencies and organizations are shooting for are good populations. Stable, stable would be the word that, Mark, Mike, I would, I would imagine Mark Wiley would say, we want a stable population of turkeys in the state. That's what he wants. And what's that number? I don't think anyone, I don't, I, I don't, I sure as hell don't know. Right. Uh, but a stable, a stable population, whatever that is. Right. Um, and as hunters, we may say, well, I want, you know, I want five, 500,000 turkeys. I want freaking turkey goblin everywhere I go. I want it to be easy to turkey on all these things. The, the population that the state can support might be and these arbitrary numbers guys might be 125,000 and that's a good population. that's a stable population you know it's just like our it's like our deer herd i mean we see those little those little ticks you know when 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 the populations go up and you know the deer collisions happen you know cars and you know the the overall you know the antler beam diameter drops because there's too many deer and you know so the less deer the the better the overall health of the herd is right so I think as biologists, that's what they have to manage for for stable health, you know, and 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 good health of of populations. So as hunters, we're greedy bastards, and we want, you know, I, I I'm with you, man. I want to walk out to, you know, a public land spot in freaking Northeast Ohio and hit a, hit an owl hooter and 15 toms gobble. That's what I would want, but right, it's not realistic, and it's, it's quite honestly probably not going to happen again. So so tough question. I got to ask you. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Ethically, you were out yesterday uh, <clears throat> observing birds in a certain location. Yeah. I mean, I know you. You're not going to be like, on day one, I know where we need to go to find these birds because there was a bait pile and there's all that kind of stuff. But how do you, how does that get managed as far as – I mean, there's not, we were talking about the other day. There's birds everywhere, right? There could be yeah. – you know, and they might be either today. It might not be there tomorrow. But um, obviously, yeah. you know. So I – I can assure you, I will never step foot on that area hunting again. Not going to do it. No. Um, you know, Mark was just like, you can't hunt the birds that you banned. Like, it's just, a, it's just a, I, I don't know if it's like an unwritten rule within, you know, the, the, cause this is all new to me, you know, but you know, don't, don't hunt the birds that you banned. And, you know, he talked about, you know, he loves to, to grouse hunt and he won't hunt grouse 
in areas of the state that he knows there are good populations that, that, that he's observed grouse, you know, for work or, or research or whatever, he won't do it. And, and that's because he's a good man and he's ethical and, you know, I'll operate the, I'll operate the same way. So I'll, I'll never, I'll never step foot on that property unless it's, it's, or on that. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure going to hunt that, that zone, but dude, it's a massive, you have tens of thousands of acres. I won't hunt that. I won't hunt that area. Yeah. And I mean, year, I, I, obviously yesterday you were going after the hens, but yeah. I think, you know, I've been down there before for a couple of years. We've been down there in that general region. So it's, it, I mean, does it almost make it a little bit bittersweet? You're like, oh, well, this spot that I might've no, been. No, I mean, cause I've been, I've, I've hunted that particular area of this, of this WMA. Um, but I've, you know, I've been t- t- hundreds of miles away from it, you know, and, and who knows, man, maybe, maybe, you know, in two years, I'll see a big old long beard with, with some jewelry walking by and I'll be like, Hey man, I remember you. Remember and, when I whispered and, to you and I, yeah. And, I uh, petted you, you know, so and just walk right on by, man. Don't shoot. I don't, I don't so, want that. Well, hey, Paul. On me, man. hey, Paul, what's up? How, how you been, man? It's been a while. Yeah just comes up like you son of a bitch like you're <laughs> they all know i'm coming can't believe you did I that yeah band on my hear leg me, hear me jangling <laughs> as i walk but uh, uh no man I, I yeah just out of respect for for the process out of respect for for uh you know the animal i, I won't i won't hunt that area at all so yeah. very good well dude that sounds like a sweet sweet opportunity and uh we got some it was good a blast pictures and videos yeah. we'll get those put up and yeah yeah man yeah it's i i, I took a ton of videos there's it, it, you know, the, the pictures and the videos that I'll put up are just me. Uh, I want I want the state to, you know, I'm going to send them all of the information. You'll see, you're, you're going to see an article in Turkey Call Magazine from the NWTF about it. Uh, so if you're not a member of the NWTF and you don't get that magazine, you can visit nwtf.org, hit become a member. It's $35, guys, $35. You're going to get a passport gift card. You get a Turkey Call Magazine a couple times a year. You're going to help support wildlife conservation of the wild turkey and, and the preservation of our hunting heritage. So that's the sales pitch, nwtf.org. Wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that story, and uh, we uh, getting people geared up for for turkey season. So, yeah, can't wait. Oh, speaking of turkey season, plug it. Do it for me. I don't, I don't want to do it on my own. Turkeyseason.com. Boom, done. It's up, buddy. Oh yeah, this is sweet. This is uh, Paul's little side side project uh, to just get things going, articles and podcasts, and just all kinds of stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, check it out if you if you are a turkey hunter or want to become a turkey hunter. Check out turkeyseason.com. You're going to like it. There's a lot of really neat stuff in there. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of people helping me out on this. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are going to enjoy it. Turkeyseason.com. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man.